Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Neo Starling, and I am back here with another podcast. Let's do it. I grew up in a place where they told you what to chase, told you how to run the race. Every move was on the page, but I didn't like their way. I had to fight and misbehave. I had to find a way to change. I had to leave to find my way. Caught up in a daydream. I beat my mind up there almost daily. It's how I pass time, no opinions safely. It's how I understand what I want in this place. Because everybody want to tell you bad things. What could go wrong? What fame brings but Success is a finicky thing. And if you ain't sure, no, it'll never be. I don't want to let myself down, myself. do everybody i have returned as you can all see from the topic of today i'm going to be talking about competence and confidence now why am i talking about this as you well know in this podcast i kind of want to give general life advice things i learned along my path along my journey which i'm still undergoing by the way because it is a never-ending story and for one to say that they've reached the highest pinnacle of their existence is simply not being honest with you. Now, with that said, I want to take a second and uh, just have a sip of this whiskey that I just purchased. I'm not sponsored by this, by any stretch of the imagination. I just felt that um, it's a good way to get the pre-show jitters out. You know, I've always felt, at the very least, this is not an endorsement, nor am I saying that this is something you should do before you start a show. Uh, we all have our routines. We all have things that we do that, you know, help us, like, start what we're going to do. So this is just what I'm doing. So cheers, everybody. Now, with that said, the topic of today, confidence, competency. Why do these double C's go hand in hand? I'll tell you why. I'll explain it to you in a thorough and accurate way that you could all understand. Now, whenever you want to do something, whenever you're venturing into something, whenever you're going into the unknown, when you're going into the void and you expect to come out rising like a phoenix, right? You want to make sure that you're good at whatever it is that you're doing, but... The issue is that nine times out of 10, a lot of people won't actually do what it is, whatever is necessary in order to achieve their dreams. And they're not doing it because they don't have the ability to do it, but rather because they don't think they can do it. There is the distinct difference. That's something I want you to all know. Why don't they think they can do it? I'll tell you, because they're not confident in their ability to get the job done. Now, this is something that I've told people a long time ago, and, you know, even Steve Jobs actually said it. He said a long time ago when he was still alive that uh, some of the greatest inventions, some of the greatest things that were created were done by people no smarter than you. And you know what? That's true, because we weren't born knowing how to do things. You know what I'm saying? We had to be taught. We had to learn. We had to read. We had to exhaust a, a certain degree of time into something if we wanted to get good at it, right? And that's just what we're doing. You know, they always say, oh, you're lucky. You know, you're just really good at doing this. You're just a natural. I don't believe in naturals. I believe in tenacity. I believe in people's ability to want to push past what they thought they were capable of doing, which I think is extremely important. You know what I mean? Because, look, I get it. Not everyone can sing or dance. You're going to have your standard people in life. Not everyone is going to reach the upper echelon of their existence. That's okay. It is what it is, right? But 
if you're afraid to do something because you're not confident in your ability to do it, this podcast is for you. Now, with that said, I wanted to quote a line. Um, I don't know if I'm saying it perfectly, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's called luck equals preparation meets opportunity. Now, what does that mean? There is no luck. Okay. Luck is just basically an opportunity being presented to you. But in order for you to meet that opportunity and excel and be exemplary at it, right? You first actually have to put in the effort. If you're not preparing to meet that luck, to have that opportunity, then you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to succeed. So there is no luck. There's only skill. Everything happens. It's only a matter of time and method. Okay. So you have to put yourself in a position where you truly believe that deep down in your heart of hearts, you know, you can succeed. And that's only going to happen with a little bit of hard work and determination. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story time. Um, I said this previously on Instagram. I believe I had an Instagram uh, video that I had uploaded. It was on Instagram television, I believe. And I was talking about uh, the origin story, sort of how I got into technology, right? And look, I'll tell you this much. I, I do IT for a living. That's my job. Um, do I love it? No. But does it pay the bills? Yes. And do I want to aspire to greater? Absolutely. Now, with that said, the reason I learned IT was because at the time I was presented with an opportunity at one of my former employers, right? And I had no idea what I was doing. I told myself, damn, like, am I really going to get into this tech field knowing that I have a very base limited understanding on how to use a computer? And uh, one of my friends, one of my good friends, my brother, I even call him up until this day. He um, He's a good tech. He's a great tech. He actually has his own company. He, he's kicking ass. He's He's winning, okay? And you all can win too if you if you apply yourself. Now, he had me take apart a computer and put it back together. He told me they're just like Legos, man. Just do it. So I had to put that mental picture in my head. I didn't have a cell phone. Well, I did have a cell phone, but I didn't have like the fancy cameras the way we do it now. This was a while ago. And it was a big, bulky tower computer, right? So taking it apart, I had to sort of remember, okay, this piece is the, this is the hard drive. This is the RAM sticks. This is the motherboard. You know, this is everything, right? You, everything has a name. Everything is a piece. And when you take it apart and you put it together, then you begin to understand slowly. It doesn't happen overnight. You might have to do it a couple of times, but it's possible. You're extremely capable. Don't discredit yourself, okay? It's extremely possible for you to do the things that you want to do in this world. So uh, I started doing it. I took the computer apart and put it back together. It took me a while, but I did it. And once I did it, I, I felt this sense of relief and, and understanding, you know, it's almost like everything sort of just like clicked together. And now if this were a movie, you know, you could say that I suddenly learned how to do everything and I became super successful, but that didn't happen, obviously, right? Because this is the real world. And in the real world, your story doesn't have an ending until it's the end, if that makes any sense. I don't think I have to emphasize that. Now, it was the beginning of my journey. It was the beginning of me understanding this specific craft, this Kung Fu that I had to practice in order to get to where I wanted to be. So I practiced and practiced and practiced, right? Because I just kept going. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes improvement. So you improve gradually by doing it. Now, once I learned how to take a computer apart and put it back together, that was great. Now I knew how to deal with the hardware aspect of computers, but I had no idea on how the internals worked. I didn't know about PowerShell. I didn't know about command prompts. I didn't know about any of these things. I had a super limited, I know how to type a website in and get into the internet understanding of how computers worked, right? 
Now, mind you, I'm only giving you this specific story because it's my lived experience, but whatever you're going through in your personal life, whatever challenge you're having as far as something that you want to learn, you're extremely capable. You can do it. You just have to actually apply yourself and put in the effort. You know, like if you're bad at math, right? Of course you're bad at math because you don't study for it. You don't apply yourself to get good at math in order to get the grades that you want to get. You know, you're not just going to be naturally good at everything. Give me a second as I take a sip of this. <sighs> Nothing like a little dead air time on a podcast, right? I'm not even going to heavily edit this, by the way. I'm going to do some super basic editing because I want this to come across as organic. I think it's a little disingenuous and unnatural when uh, podcasters produce their content and then they edit out all the ums, all the quiet moments. Now, granted, it's good to get rid of some of that because you do want a cohesive show. But at the same time, I think it's also important for your natural personality to, to sort of take place, right? So... If I edit out every single thing that I do, every utterance that I felt was unpalatable, then you wouldn't be getting like the genuine version of me, right? So that so because of that, I'm not going to do any heavy uh, heavy editing, and that's not an excuse for <laughs> for lazy editing. Because by the way, I do actually take my time editing these episodes, so I just want you to know that. Now, with that said, um, so I started working at this job, and I was really bad at it in the beginning. I won't say what it was because, you know, I guess for privacy reasons or whatever, if you want to call it that, I started working at this job and you know what? Screw it. I worked for Geek Squad. Not anymore, but I worked for Geek Squad at the time and I had no idea what I was doing. They taught me the basic processes on how to check in a computer, you know, diagnose it on the spot to see what's actually wrong with it. And in the beginning, it was difficult because I didn't know how to properly diagnose a computer, you know, like, <laughs> how can you figure out what's wrong with it by just spending a couple of minutes with it? You know, you, you, you'd figured you'd run a battery of tests, right? You take it in for a diagnostic. And then from there, you would deal with it accordingly based off of what the issue is. And my colleagues told me that's exactly it. That's what you want to do. And I told myself, wait a second, really? So I don't have to fix this on the spot. They were like, no, silly. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. You can't just fix it. You have to actually take it in so that we can actually take the time to go into their computer and see what's wrong with it. Now, granted, certain things are obvious, right? You know, like if you have a virus, you know, you can't really do anything on the computer. You're getting a bazillion pop-ups. These are things that are a little more obvious. But outside of that, they were like, no, you, you, <laughs> the way you described it, the way I described it right now on, in this particular podcast is exactly what they wanted me to do. So once we started taking in the computers in the background, I started learning more. I had some colleagues that were really good people, and some of them I'm, I'm still cool with up until this day. And they sort of took me under their wing, per se, right? And I started learning more and more. And the more I practiced my Kung Fu, the better I got at it. And that's what I'm trying to get across to everybody. Confidence comes from competency. I couldn't be confident in my job. I couldn't look at these people in the face and just tell them, I know exactly what's wrong with your computer. Because you know what? I didn't. I didn't. I had to practice and get to the point in which I had a certain degree of competence in my ability to be able to perfectly function in this environment. And then I started having a little more pep in my step. Suddenly I was checking people in and I was just like, all right, you know what? <laughs> I know exactly what's wrong. Give me a second. I'll be right back. And there were times where I would be able to fix the computer in the spot and we didn't even have to check it in, which was great, right? Because we ha we would have like a a heavy queue, right? And we didn't want to build up all these computers because if we did, then 
you know, we would have trouble because we couldn't give everybody the proper attention that we needed to. So if we were ever at an opportunity where we were able to fix something on the spot, we would do it. Now, with that said, moving past that that little uh, explanation, that little mini story time with Neo Starling that I just provided to all of you, I'm going to get into the crux of this podcast a little more, right? Now, I'm going to explain the difference between competence versus confidence, right? Because, you know, they're very similar sounding words. They both start with a C. They often go hand in hand. And I'll, I'll give you a basic breakdown. I'm not going to read this off of like a dictionary or anything like that. I'll give you my, my understanding of what these words mean, right? So competence is when you've excelled in your ability to be able to perform a task, right? So let's say, for example, you changed a tire a couple of times. Now you know how to change a tire. So you have the competency to be able to perform this task at a high level because it's something that you've done multiple times towards where now you have the ability to do it. And confidence is your belief in being able to do set activity. So if I change the tire 10 times and now I'm, I can do it blindfolded if I really wanted to, I'm confident, I believe that I can change that tire because I've done it so often that I have the competency in order to achieve that goal. So you see where these things go hand in hand. That's why it's so difficult for people in their day-to-day lives to be confident because you're not competent in what you're doing. It's that simple. There is no magic mystery to this. You know what I mean? You don't have to get on the Scooby-Doo bus. You don't have to get on the mystery machine and and figure out where this is all coming from. It's very simple. Just keep doing what you're doing, right? You're going to learn eventually, right? So I want to give you examples of confidence in relationships and in making friends, right? Because I think you'll get more knowledge out of this versus IT or learning how to change a tire, right? Because when you come to this podcast, you're really coming here for practical information, right? You you want the basics. You want to know how to do this, that, and the third, and why things exist the way they do and whatnot. So me being Neo, the, the big brother that you never had or that you need, I want to explain these things to you. So we're going to talk about two of the things that people care the most about, which are relationships and friendships, right? Now, before we do that, I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to play some copyright free YouTube music that was provided to me by the YouTube gods so that I don't get this podcast taken down for copyright. With that said, I'll be back in about a minute or so. I'm not going away for long. So I'll see you guys in a sec. Losing time, I'm fading fast I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need what you need we're broken it's tragic we're not all elastic but maybe there's magic believe you could have it and i know of sadness the anxious and panic the infinite vastness of all that is blackness
Yo, I have returned from my 30 second or so break. Thank you everybody for listening to this music. I appreciate it. Now, with that said, now that I'm back, we're going to explain how confidence can work in relationships and friendships. Now, when I say relationships, I don't specifically mean with a partner. This can be with your parents. It can be with friends, anybody. It doesn't have to always be with a significant other, but it can apply as well. So let's let's just be mindful of that. Now, let's explain the concept of a relationship. What is a relationship? A relationship is essentially a connection that you have with another individual. So if you are with a significant other and you've been together for a set amount of time, you've established a connection with each other. And that connection is a bond which turns into something that's more serious. And over time, you take that and you create whether you create children or whether you just create a stronger connection. And once your network grows and, you know, you've just done everything that you want to do with each other, you found that person that, that you're happy with. That's awesome. Great. If that happened, that's really good. But the issue is, is that most people, young men in particular, tend to have a difficult time achieving said relationships. Right. And before we get into that, I kind of want to talk about friendships first, because friendships lead into relationships and vice versa. Right now, this podcast is catered to everyone. This is not just towards young men. You know, I here on Neil's Corner podcast, we welcome everyone here. Okay. But I know that young men in particular can gain a little more value from this because we're just, we're connected a little differently. You know what I'm saying? And I will in a future podcast, possibly the next one even, be breaking down the differences and why I believe that in this particular moment, um, this is advice primarily catered to men, but not only to men. This can be for anyone, but again, <laughs> without harping too long about this, about this, these are the people that can gain some value from it. Now, with that said, when you're establishing a friendship, right, in the beginning, you're new. There's nothing there. It's empty. You're an empty shell, right? You've maybe developed some personality traits. You know, your political beliefs might be instilled. And depending on how old you are, is going to depend on the competency level that you have, right? But you might have not been socially calibrated properly, right? So if you haven't been, how can you expect to actually establish good connections with people, right? And again, this comes from competency. You can't be confident in your ability to make friends unless you know how to make them, right? Now, how do you make them? The same way you create a podcast, you hit the record button, you just start, you just do it. You're not always going to know what you're doing. Sometimes you're just going to have to take that plunge and hope that, you know, your good intentions push you through, you know, your integrity is strong enough to, to see you past what you believe it can't. And if you're able to do that and you make friends, gradually you're going to make more friends because if you make one, it's a domino effect, right? So you, you inevitably get introduced to their friends or maybe they get brought into your friend group and you, the more friends you make, the more confident you are in your ability to make them because you just took the plunge and started doing it. And this often is difficult for more people than you might think. You, you would think this is obvious advice, right? You would think that, hey, like, why are we even hearing about this? Shouldn't this just be something that comes as second nature? And the answer is no. It doesn't come as second nature. Do you know why? Because most people tend to not be properly socially calibrated. You know, they have to be taught. They have to be educated. They're not always aware of social cues. You know, they can be socially awkward. And these are things that as you're getting older, right, from hopefully your parents raised you right and they gave you a base understanding on how to communicate with other people. 
And if they did, then that's great. Now, once you make friendships, right, at a certain point, you know, you're going to get a little older. You might want to be in a relationship. Maybe one of your friends will become your partner, right? Because things like that have happened as well. They might not always happen in the beginning, but they will happen eventually, right? And the same issue happens with relationships that happen with friendships. You're not confident in your ability to pursue the individual that you want because you haven't practiced. You haven't gotten your heart broken. You haven't gotten turned down enough. You haven't experienced the pain of loss towards the point where you now feel that deep down in your heart of hearts, you're ready. You're ready to push past these barriers. You know, these the veil has been lifted on what you believed you were able to do. And now you're just going in there confidently. Now, these things don't just happen, right? You have to be taught. So what I want to do is give some actionable steps, right, to help you be more confident. Now, the first thing we're going to talk about, because I always like giving actionable steps. I don't want to just talk. I want to be able to tell everybody, hey, maybe these are some things that you can do to help you out. I will say that by no stretch of the imagination am I an expert. I am just a man that has his own lived experiences and that has gone through this. And, you know, I'm not the new kid on the block anymore. And I have done this a few times. This is not my first rodeo. So hopefully this advice will be uh, helpful to you all. By the way, it's really hot in my room because in order for me to provide you with good camera quality, I have to have these lights on. And for some reason, the circulation in this room isn't that good. I will have to go to other places to record this eventually. Um, But for now, this is the setup we have. Actionable steps, right? So step one, read and educate yourself more in topics that you're interested in, right? Now, what do I mean by that? If you read, the more you read, the more you have the ability to articulate yourself, the more you can formulate words, your vocabulary increases, your understanding and definition of these words also go up as well. You want to take your ability to read and apply it to a topic that you're interested in. Maybe you're an artist and you want to read up on good art technique. You know, you want to learn what kind of um, pencils you should use, what kind of erasers you should buy what kind of paper you should be drawing on, or if you're a painter, you know, what, what's a good canvas size? You know, what's good for beginners? What kind of paint should I be getting? Should I be watching Bob Ross videos? Things of that nature, right? The point is, is to educate yourself on things that you're interested in. Because if you don't take the time to learn the things that you like, then you're never going to be good enough to be able to apply them practically in the real world. So you want to be able to do that, right? That's sort of the whole purpose of you having an interest, I don't think an interest should end at just something you like. I believe that if you're really interested in something, you have to really apply yourself to it because why else would you like something that you're not passionate about enough to be able to actually push past your own mental limits and actually do something? Your mindset has to be different. Your mindset has to change when it comes to that. I would also just say, you know, don't be afraid to ask for assistance when needed. We aren't born knowing everything. Okay. That's another thing I like to tell people, and I think that it's just our pride. It's just our natural arrogance as human beings where we feel that we don't need to ask for help. We don't want to ask for help because if we do, somehow that's an admittance of defeat. And it's not defeat, and it's not a defeatist mindset, okay? When I was in the IT field and I started, even now at my current job, I still do IT. And sometimes there are things I don't know how to do. Now, if we're able to go to Google and search something that we want to learn how to do, that's us asking for help. Now, we're, we're not asking a person in particular, but we're asking a body of knowledge that has been gathered from other people that has been put into this computer, which we access all the time in order to be able to get the information that we want, right? So if we're able to do that, we should be able to ask others for assistance, especially when they're in our field, okay? Because the worst thing you can do if you're in a job, right, someone is employing you, 
is to act like you know what you're doing when you don't. And then when things get messed up and it's on you, you, you can't always play the fool, right? At some point, you're going to have to learn what it is that you're doing. So I'm a personal believer in asking for help when you don't know how to do something. We can't do everything alone. Sometimes we need to team up. Sometimes we need to get together collectively to be able to achieve the things that we want to do, right? Because if we don't, then what are we even doing this for? Why are we even trying? Why are we trying to apply ourselves and get to this point in which we want to learn something if we can't even ask for help when we need it? I think we have to get over that. We got to get over ourselves a little bit, okay? Now, with that said, uh, one thing you can also do, I call exposure therapy. I'm sure it's called something else, right? So some examples of exposure therapy, you know, social events like parties, weddings, bars, etc., right? Exposure therapy is when you essentially put yourself in a situation that you're not necessarily comfortable with, but you do it in a small degree so that you can gradually be exposed to said thing that you're either not confident in your ability to do or you're just nervous in general, right? So let's say you're socially awkward and you don't know how to talk to people. You know, if you get invited to a party, say hi to one person. And I think I've said this before in another podcast, but it's a good example to use, I think, just in general. Say hi to one person. That's all you have to do. If you went to a party for an entire night and you were there with some friends and you didn't speak to anybody brand new and you just chilled in a corner with your head bopping and a drink in your hand and all you did was say hi to one person, then you won. You won for the night because that's one more person that you said hi to that you wouldn't have otherwise. And it takes your social anxiety away little by little, right? The same thing happens at, at a wedding. You know, if you got invited to a wedding and you got all dressed up, you know, you got all, all fancy and whatnot. Smile and say hi to some of the people there. You don't need to engage them in, in full-blown conversation. You could just do something as simple as just saying hi and shaking a hand. You're exposing yourself more to these social scenarios to the point where now you're confident in what you're doing because you're doing it more often. You're expo- you're, the exposure therapy is a real thing. It works. You know, same thing at a bar. Maybe there's a pretty girl or a good-looking guy that you like at the bar and you know, you don't know how to talk to them. You're afraid you'll be rejected. You know, you're just not the type of person that does this normally. Right. But no one is in the beginning. You have to be able to take charge. Like, how are you going to learn how to talk to people if you're not willing to put yourself through some sort of rejection? You know, we all got to take a couple of hits to the chest once in a while. Right. Because if, if we don't, then how are we going to know if we're out of breath or not? We have to know. So you have to take that risk. So again, exposure therapy, I think is important. Like I said, little by little, don't go, you know, in it full steam because you're you're going to reject. You're going to just bounce right out of it. You want to do it little by little towards where you can get comfortable. And inevitably, as time passes, you'll be more confident in what you're doing. Right now, another one I would say is surround yourself with people that have similar interests to you. You know, they say that uh, the five people you hang around are, are the five are, you know, actually, what's the correct saying? They say that if you hang out with like five idiots, you're the six, right? I think that's it's somewhere along the lines of that. I could be wrong. Feel free to correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. Um, but basically, yeah, you want to surround yourself with people that have similar interests to you because the fastest way to kill your motivation and your ability to want to learn something is by being around people that in no way, shape, or form have that interest. So it's not to say that you require these people in order to keep you motivated, but it certainly helps, right? I mean, why wouldn't it? Isn't it cool if you surround yourself constantly with people that actually want to do and are interested in the same things that you are? People do this all the time, 
right? Like you got the gym bros, for example. I'm, I'm a gym bro. I love using this as an example. Now, I have my, my main tribe. I have my main circle of friends, and I love these guys to death. But they're just not into the same type of things that I am when it comes to fitness in particular. Now, we could talk about movies, video games, relationships, anything, things of that nature, and we can talk about whatever. But when it comes to something that I'm actually passionate about, I have to go to other places in order to get that. Now, that's not a knock on them. It's just not their thing, right? You can't you can't lead a horse to water. Well, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, right? So it's the same principle. You could lead somebody to the weights, but you can't make them pick it up. You can only show some of the door. They have to be able to walk through it. And if you have a group of friends that aren't necessarily down for what you're down with, you don't have to discredit them and, and you know, kick them out of your life. Just understand that they're not going to be the people that you want around you for the things that you're trying to gain more confidence in, right? If you have a socially awkward friend and you're also socially awkward and you both go to the bar together, you're just going to look like two, two idiots basically, because you're not going to talk to anyone. You're going to just be there socially awkward with each other, right? You want to go to the bar and talk to people with maybe somebody that's a little more social, somebody that knows how to get out there and just talk to people because they will take you out of your comfort zone. You know, when you put an introvert and an extrovert together, they can feed off of each other really well, especially if they're good friends. So keep that in mind. Surround yourself with people that have your interests. Now, because we've hit the 30 minute mark, and I think this has been the longest podcast I've done so far, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention one more thing, and um, then I'm going to cut the podcast off. Now, it'll probably be shorter than this because I will do some editing because I, I did kind of ramble a lot, but uh, so what? Screw it. Be genuine and not fake. If someone doesn't like you, then so be it. It's that simple. I don't feel that I should have to elaborate much on that, but I will because I actually think it's important. Now, what do I mean by be genuine? I don't mean be obnoxious. I don't mean being this person that, oh, I'm just extremely so truthful. It doesn't matter what I say. If you don't like it, you can kick rocks, brah. No, it doesn't work that way. Okay. I believe in. When you're being genuine, you're being genuine in your beliefs, but you you also have to understand that you live in the real world and you have to exist in society. So you have to temper yourself just a little bit. Now, I'm not a fan of when people are just like, oh, live your truth. And that gives them an excuse to be an asshole. Okay. I don't believe in that at all. I think that if you're being an asshole, then that's just who you are. That has nothing to do with living your truth. A good example of being genuine, your, your, your real self, right? Let's say, for example, you're a dude and you meet a chick at a bar. Or at a lounge, whatever. Let's say if you're like a streamer, if you're a nerd, you know, you're just somebody geeky or somebody that likes comic books and, you know, you like video games, you like cartoons, and this is something that you're passionate about, right? Don't change your personality because you feel that it'll improve your odds of, of talking to, to a set person that you're hitting on, right? If they don't like that Pokemon shirt that you're wearing, you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have to explain that it's a shirt you like. You shouldn't have to explain that. Oh, you know, I just did laundry and this is just a shirt that I had lying around that my brother gave me a long time ago. No, 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 no. If you like Pokemon, you fucking like Pokemon. Okay. It's that simple. And if they look at you like if you're some sort of weirdo and it's like, oh, like what? <laughs> Why is this guy even like talking to me? And you know what you do? You walk away because that person's not for you. If they don't like your genuine personality, like who you are as a human being, I don't mean politically. I mean, just you as the person, as the individual then they're not for you, okay? Don't ever fake being who you are because you will eventually and inevitably be exposed, okay? Because you can only maintain a fake facade for so long before people discover that, hey, you know what? This isn't really this person, okay? They try to portray themselves and show me that they're someone that they're really not. 
No, don't do that. Okay. Let your geek flag fly. Okay. If you're a geek, be a geek. And there will be plenty of people in geek circles that will welcome you with open arms and will not judge you for the things that you like. Again, it goes back to me saying, surround yourself with people that have similar interests to you. Just because someone is attractive doesn't mean that they have your best interests at heart. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast about confidence and competency. Once more, I will say this for the last time before I I cut this episode off. You're not going to be able to be confident in anything in life unless you apply yourself and gain some competency in it. Because, again, confidence comes from competency. So learn something to the best of your ability. You don't have to be an expert. You don't even have to be halfway good at it. You just have to start. You just have to hit that record button. You just have to get off of bed. You just have to lift that dumbbell. Thank you so much, everybody. I've been Neil Starling. If you are feeling the quality of my content and you felt that you gained some value from this, please feel free to like, comment, share, subscribe. I'm on all these different social media platforms. You could catch me on my LinkedIn, not LinkedIn, (laughs) on my uh, link tree, right? I have all my stuff there and it will be in the description of wherever you find this podcast because it's on Audible, it's on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube, where you'll get the video version where you can you can see my beautiful face, right? And if you like it, like I said, yeah, just uh, you know, feel free to shoot me an email if you ever want to do a collab, if you have an idea for a topic. I'm very happy to take requests, especially if I feel that they are relevant with the type of content that I like to talk about. And with that said, thank you all so much. You're all awesome. Have more confidence in yourself. And don't ever, ever let anyone tell you different. Signing off. place where they told you what to chase told you how to run the race every move was on the page but i didn't like their way had to fight and misbehave had to find a way to change had to leave to find my way caught up in a daydream i beat my mind up there almost daily it's how i pass time no opinions safely it's how i understand what i want in this place because everybody want to tell you bad things what could go wrong what fame brings but success is a finicky thing and if you ain't sure no it'll never be I don't wanna let myself down, myself down I don't wanna let myself down, myself down
Until next time, my friends. Until next time.